present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us in Dartford, the Kentish town with much to fascinate the curious visitor. <laughs> Dartford has been occupied by man since the dawn of civilization, and at various times, animal species as diverse as cave lions, rhinos, tree monkeys, and bison roamed the area until someone thought fit to put a new padlock on the zoo gates. <laughs> The area was also noted for its vast number of lemmings, and as the Ice Age receded, cave paintings record their migration north across to Essex, where after a short stay, they took up the habit of throwing themselves off cliffs. <laughs> the Peasants' Revolt of 1381 started in Dartford when a poll tax collector's brains were beaten out with a hammer by Watt Tyler to promote his new roofing trade magazine. <laughs> The next event of historical interest occurred in 1956 when Dartford's famous tunnel was completed. It was opened by Her Majesty the Queen to the applause of motorists queuing to be the first through. When she returned to open the new Dartford Bridge some 40 years later, she was surprised to recognize the same ones again. <laughs> Today, Dartford welcomes four additional visitors, and how best to describe them? Well, think of four cutting-edge, top-class comedians. Now think again. As I, <laughs> as I introduce on my left, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. And on my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Tony Hawkes. And taking up her customary position and eager to enjoy the action, please welcome our lovely scorer, the delightful Samantha. <laughs> Okay, the first round is called How Wrong Can You Get? This was suggested to us by the BBC Long-Term Planning Unit set up by Greg Dyke. <laughs> With misplaced optimism very much in mind, teams, I'd like you to suggest examples of remarks made by famous people from the dawn of civilization onwards which seriously misjudged the course of history. Tim? Alfred the Great. You can always rely on Delia's recipes. <laughs> Moses, boats? Of course you need boats. How are we going to get across otherwise? <laughs> King Harold, right man, we're going into this with our eyes wide open. <laughs> Saddam Hussein, they'll never find me in here. Admiral oh. Lord Nelson, when it's safe, I'll wave my arm and give you the wink. <laughs> A citizen of Pompeii. <laughs> Forget Vesuvius, I've got an obscene war painting to finish. <laughs> JFK, let's have the hood down, darling. <laughs> John Logie Baird, 
And the really good thing about it is it'll take the public's mind off gardening and decorating. <laughs> Tony Blair, they definitely have weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> Okay. Oh. oh. The teams are going to sing for us now in the round called One Song to the Tune of Another. <laughs> Musical accompaniment in this round will be provided at the piano by Colin Sell. Actually, listeners may be fascinated to learn that before Christmas, Colin was employed to play the piano for the Stranglers. You can imagine how things were livened up in that turkey abattoir. <laughs> Okay, Barry, we'll start with you. I'd like you to sing the words of Busy Line to the tune of Let It Be. I put a nickel in the telephone Dialed my baby's number Got a brr, 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 busy line Each time I tried, I got a busy tone Not my baby's number just a brr, 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 busy line Call his uncle in Jamaica Left a message with the baker Even checked the number in the telephone book Got so awfully, awfully worried To my baby's house I hurried When I looked inside the phone was off the and as I walked up to my baby, then I got my baby's number. He was busy in the parlor doing fine. Busy kissing someone else while I was keeping busy on a brr, 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 busy Right, Tim, now I'd like you to sing the words of the Marrow song to the tune of I'd Like to Teach the World to Sing. <laughs> Down the road there lives a man I'd like you all to know He grew a great big marrow for the local flower show <laughs> When the story got around they came from far and wide and when the people saw the marrow, everybody cried. Oh, what a beauty. I've never seen one as big as that before. Oh, what a beauty. It must be two feet long or even more. It's such a lovely colour and nice and round and fat. I never thought a marrow could grow as big as that. Right, you now, Graham, I'd like you to sing the words of the Eensy Weensy Spider to the tune of the chorus of the Hebrew slaves from Verdi's <laughs> Nabucco. The Eensy Weensy Spider crawled up the water spout down spider out out came the sun and dried up all the rain 
Finally, Tony, would you please sing the words of the Muppet Show theme to the tune of A Whiter Shade of Pale? <laughs> Before the next round begins, I have to say a brief word to listeners of a nervous disposition. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> OK, this game involves the teams playing cards. Luckily, Samantha is a qualified croupier and often works at an exclusive Soho club where gamblers pay top money to play roulette all day and poker all night. <laughs> In fact, the teams are now going to play strip poker. And in view of that, we're required to issue a warning that the next section is likely to include scenes of gratuitous nudity. Any listeners liable to be offended who might wish to write letters of complaint are politely asked to turn the volume down now. OK, teams, now we've got rid of that bunch of po-faced whiners. You can start the game. No one is permitted more than five items of clothing, and only the winner of each hand will avoid taking anything off. You'll be playing five-card draw. Samantha, if you care to cut the pack and deal, please. OK, teams, now off you go. I've got one pair... I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> I've got a flush. Oh. No, I've yeah. got a running flush. <laughs> Hell, being my age. Um, running flush. I've, um, I've got a pair as well, but um, I'm not going to reveal whether it's bigger than uh, Tim's pair <laughs> until the end of the game, probably. Well, I've got three of a kind. <laughs> Barry wins that hand. OK. Right, well, I'm going to take my jacket off. <laughs> oh, Never <spent> mind. 
I shall take my jacket off as well, in some of the finest radio there's ever been. <laughs> there we are. Um, a pair of shoes counts as one item, is that right? Yes. I mean, even so, I'm regretting wearing ten shoes. <laughs> but uh, here goes this one. That's better. <laughs> OK, onwards and upwards. Samantha, if you'd care to deal again for us, please. Oh. Uh, I've, got, I've got one pair. I've got three aces. I've got five queens. <laughs> Waiting for you at home. What a night! <laughs> it works for us. I think we should check this pack, Barry. <laughs> I think we need an adjudication Barry, whether he's won that or not. Oh, right. Barry, he's, you're yeah. playing with a pack of postage stamps. <laughs> <laughs> Knew there was something. I thought it was my eyesight. There's a card. I think Barry wins. Oh, right. I think Barry, Barry wins that one. Oh, oh no. Surely not, is it? Yes, I was you, about you to remove my ring. glass eye. Listen, I'm the I won't do I'm that the anyway. Oh, for goodness oh. sake. <laughs> I'm going to take off a corset. Oh! <laughs> That's better. <laughs> Yes, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to take off, but I'm taking it off now. <laughs> I am going to take off this. Oh! Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> okay. The next round takes a look at our criminal justice system. Britain is rightly proud of its judicial process, where even notorious villains are given a fair trial by a jury of their peers, and if found guilty, handed stern sentences before being taken away by a security firm to be immediately clapped into release. <laughs> the game is called Musical Witness, and in it the teams will take turns to enact a courtroom scene. Player A will be a barrister, cross-examining player B, who'll be the witness. However, player B can only provide his evidence using the words of a well-known song. OK, Tim and Tony, we'll start with you. Tony, you can be the barrister, and Tim, you're the witness. Off we go. OK, witness, tell the court your name. I'm Henry VIII. <laughs> no, you're not. I am. Mr. Brooke Taylor, will you please tell the court your real name? Henry VIII. Mr. Brooke Taylor, you are not Henry VIII. I am. I am. Very well. Would you please tell the court what you were doing on the afternoon of July the 10th? I got married to the widow next door. Would this be the woman you've previously referred to as Slapper Lil? Well, she's, she's been married seven times before. <laughs> Indeed, and each of these husbands claims descent from the House of Tudor? And every one was an Henry. Not according to their birth certificates, they weren't. Husband seven was called Gerald, and they separated after he successfully tried to persuade her to undergo a sex change. She wouldn't have a willy. <laughs> so it transpired. Uh, and you felt she could only love a Henry? Or a Sam. 
But in fact, you're her eighth husband and you're called Tim. I'm her eighth old man named Henry. Mr. Brooke Taylor, will you please tell the court who you really are? Henry VIII! No, you're not! I am! <laughs> right, your turn, Barry and Graham, this time. Graham, you're to be the barrister and Barry, you can be the witness. Off you go. One final question to you, Mr. Cryer. Oh, now the end is near. <laughs> you are accused of the theft of a large quantity of soft furnishings. <laughs> Do you see any of those items in the court? Ah, uh, so I face the final curtain. <laughs> yes, and did you unlawfully take this curtain and the other soft furnishings as charged? My friend, I'll say it clear. Just answer the question. I'll state my case, of which I'm certain. Yes or no, Mr. Cryer? I've lived a life that's full. Ah, uh. Did you or did you not take the articles in question? I've travelled each and every highway. <laughs> very well, very well. On your travels, you no doubt committed other similar crimes. And more, much more than this. <laughs> I did it my way. And having done it, uh, you prepared to express to the court any feeling of remorse or contrition? Well, regrets, I've had a few. <laughs> I'm very pleased to hear it. And then again, too few to mention. <laughs> But what precisely is it that you regret? I did what I had to do. Indeed. And I put it to you that throughout this sorry episode, you blatantly acted with complete and utter exemption. And saw it through without exemption. <laughs> really? You, you expect us to believe that? Doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Well, you tell the court how you made your getaway? I planned each chartered course, each careful step along the byway. And have you anything to add to that? More, much more than this. Mr. Cryer, Mr. Cryer, will you tell our learned judge, Mr. Justice Myway, how you plead, guilty or not guilty? I did it my way. <laughs> OK, it's the connections round now in which the teams have to guess what might link various disparate persons, items or facts. So, for example, if I were to ask what might link Osama bin Laden and Noel Edmonds, then the obvious answer is that they both disappeared without trace. <laughs> <laughs> OK, Graham, we're going to start with you. What connects these people? Geoffrey Archer, Oscar Wilde, Adolf Hitler, Miguel de Cervantes. Oh, the writers and... Uh... It was when they were in prison, they wrote The Ballad of Reading Jail, Mein Kampf and Don Quixote, and so did Geoffrey Archer. <laughs> pretty, pretty good, that. All have written books in prison. Barry, can you tell me the connection between the following? Falling off a lavatory, swallowing a fly, hailstones, wallpaper, having sexual intercourse, driving at high speeds and watching the goodies. <laughs> March the 18th, 1973. <laughs> Correct answer is they've all been a cause of death. It's true. The copper arsenite in Napoleon's 17th century wallpaper is thought to have killed him. George II killed himself after falling off a lavatory. And one viewer apparently died laughing while watching an episode of The Goodies. What's this apparently? <laughs> Tim, now, what about these? Sorry, what? Me? What about these? Lemons, strawberries, oranges, melons. Bra sizes. 
that would get the St. Michael range going quicker. <laughs> I'm melons. I'm big melon. I'm a cantaloupe melon. Sorry, just dreaming. <laughs> Correct answer is none of these fruits ripen after picking. <laughs> Finally, Tony, what connects these things? Buttercups, spicy food, tight clothing, coffee, casual sex. They're all the names of Mia Farrow's children. <laughs> Or, if you prefer it, they can all cause indigestion. Casual sex, does it? Is it? Indigestion, right. Is this so some... always dress up Don't for it. look at me. <laughs> OK, here are some bonus connections for any of you who'd like to have a go. Thinking of bald men, holding your breath, plugging your ears, lying down, standing on your head, screaming, stimulating your clitoris, <laughs> chewing gum, taking a hot bath, Swallowing some dry bread, drinking some water while holding your nose, eating a spoonful of mustard. These are just some of the things preferable to listening to you and yours. <laughs> On which programme you probably learned that they're all cures for hiccups. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so There's a few ladies here. quite happy out there. <laughs> Oh, it's all right, Mum, I've got hiccups. <laughs> Let me help you with your hiccups, dear. That's 20 times today. We're going to play a game called Cheddar Gorge. In Cheddar Gorge, each panellist exchanges a word in turn in order to construct a coherent sentence, the object being not to complete the sentence. If I detect a full stop has been reached, you'll hear this. OK, teams, the subject of your sentence is National Cheese Week. Tim, you can start. I would love to go to Swindon today to see some of the cheeses which are on display near to a local hostelry known as the Inn of the <laughs> Cheese <laughs> E <laughs> Window which is often open until nine people <laughs> have sometimes gone upwards through Lancashire, <laughs> Cheshire, <laughs> Northumberland, Wensleydale, <laughs> Gloucester, Edams, <laughs> Organzola, <laughs> and Gloucester, that's a double Gloucester. <laughs> Although, having said once before that cheese is the best possible way of curing lack of nutritious ingredients, often <laughs> doctors recommend swimming in... <laughs> Entirely covered in mud or camembert 
Rockfall. Or Brie. <laughs> However, sometimes these cheeses are <laughs> capable of producing violent <laughs> internal seizures. Which can be seen and heard. <laughs> From Reykjavik. <laughs> I notice it's very nearly the end of the show, but there's, but there's just time to squeeze in a round of Aristocrats' songbook. <laughs> Thank you, my lord. Samantha tells me she has to nip out now as she's been invited to an exclusive club to meet a group of aristocrats. She's very excited to see where all the big knobs hang out. <laughs> she says at such a posh function, she and the other girls will probably end up trying to speak with plums in their mouths. <laughs> So while she's away preparing for that, teams, I'd like you to suggest titles of songs that might appeal to an audience drawn from the upper crust. Graham, will you start, please? Our house is a very, very, very big house. <laughs> Pass the Duchess on the left-hand side. <laughs> yes, I am a rich man, with a title, 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 title to... Play that flunky music, you boy. <laughs> Standing on the coronet, watching all the earls go by. <laughs> all I need is the air that you'll breed. <laughs> you take the high grove and I'll take the low grove. <laughs> Take that and relight my fire. <laughs> woven, woven, woven. Here's one. Yes, we have no chins. <laughs> and so, ladies and gentlemen, as the leathery soul of time is hammered by the cobbler of destiny... Before the waiter of hope offers to take it back to the kitchen for him. <laughs> I notice it's the end of the show, so from the team, Samantha, myself and the good folk of Dartford, it's goodbye. Barry Fryer, Graham Garden, Tim Brooke Taylor and Tony Hawkes have been given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson and the producer was John Naismith. <laughs>